Mate, thank you so much for coming on. What a, what a fight career you had, Jeff. I was going to say hello, listeners. I've had a few Andre's fights. Yeah, yeah you sure have. Well, <laughs> well, let's talk about them. Um, you, you have three wars with Dennis Andre's. They're still spoken about to this day, especially the first fight where you were behind on all three cards and came back and stopped Andre's in the 12th and final round. Yeah, no one told me. Mate, you uh, you stopped him with uh, only a few seconds ago, and uh, I think was it Johnny Lewis said you yeah, after the eleventh come back a world champion, and that's exactly what you did. Oh, blind man can see that. Yeah. Now you you once said Jeff Harding once said that the only time we ever see you at the boxing is when you are fighting, as you never love boxing. And is that true? You just you only ever went to the boxing when you were fighting, didn't you? You never went and watch. You don't go and watch the boxing much, do you? More or less, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I, I, I appreciate appreciate the fighters having to go through what I did. Yeah. But yeah, you see people you don't want to see, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Mate, I've got to ask. You, I've got to ask you. How did you get started in the sport of boxing? That's what I want to know. Oh, where I grew up in South Grass and we local pool, they turned it into a gym, like an enclosure area. Yeah. And, you know, I always played rugby league and, you know, like, I was always uh, active as far as sports. Yeah. And uh, so went to the local pool just to go swimming, I suppose. And Yeah. And there was a gym built uh, up the back and uh, it hadn't been finished. So I walked over to this. There was a couple of boxing bags there. I walked over to a boxing bag and uh, looked around and there was a set of mitts on the floor. Yeah. Anyway, there was a tall, thin, red-headed fella, which was Stu Cairnsdale, former 1978 light heavyweight professional boxing champion. Yeah. Um, I said, we mate, you own those mitts there? Can I borrow them? Yeah, go go right ahead, he said. So I started flogging away in the bag, and then he come over and held the bag, and the rest was history. The rest is history. Okay, wow. You must have loved it, because as an amateur... You won the Australian Amateur Middleweight Championship twice, and then you represented Australia in the 1985 World Cup in South Korea and the 1986 World Championship in the USA. However, your greatest accomplishment came when you won a silver medal at the 1986 Commonwealth Games in Edinburgh. Wow, what a mate! What a what a start! What a, on what, paper, yeah, but you you did all that, mate. What's your recollections of of all that in your amateur career? I needed one more round in the Commonwealth Games, but there's only three rounds. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I just, I, I was always destined, I suppose, to be professional. I, the fight would be over when I was an amateur, and I was just getting warmed up. Yeah, free, <laughs> I know the feeling. Now, in 1986, the Commonwealth Games, you fought Rod Douglas in the final, losing a decision and winning a silver medal, which you were just talking about. What What's your memories of that fight? Well, you just said it. That was the one where you needed a, where you needed a fourth yeah, round, wasn't it? That, yeah. Well, put it this way, those guys, well, England and Europe, well, either way, in either direction, they're in another country, aren't they? Yeah. You know, we, we basically go, well, the closest countries to us, Sydney, South Pacific, well, an hour, two hours or something, yeah. five hours across to Perth, you know, so in that time in Europe, you go through three or four countries. Yeah, wow, well, did you, you did know, some so travelling? The experience is just, you know, outstanding for them blokes yeah. because... It's on their doorstep. Yeah, right. Wow. You know, that's what we lack. Uh, we just go, you know, we, we can go as far as we can, but the experience, you know, I suppose 
in 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 hindsight, who wants to be, you know, like over the rest of the other world? When I say that, I mean we've got the best country on the planet. But yeah, uh, yeah you know, our experience as far as the boxing, well, you know, and plus this new scoring system, this red blue button. Yeah. I don't know about that, Paul. Me, Eve, a judge has got to be quick to to, to press on it to score to the score to yeah, score and punch. Especially with their eighty in the shade. Mate, <laughs> mate um, back still on your amateur career. Now, I love this one. I've done a bit of research. Now, you fought the Yugoslavian champion. Now, this was on the Janoski Spike Cheney. Champion. World champion. Amateur. Yeah. We're still in the amateurs. Janoski revenge at a gold medal. Spike Cheney. And uh, the world Yugoslavian champion hit you in the balls and you threw a left hook and knocked him out cold. Tell us about that. That's right. Yeah, That's he right. He was a He went low and you just he, he yeah. hit you downstairs and you just went crack, knocked him. He dented the cup. Did he? He hit me that hard. Lucky oh. I got a small trunk. Golly. <laughs> Don't tell anyone that. God. Well, you just told everybody, mate. I got a lot of list. I've got a lot of listeners today because I got Jeff the Hitman Harding on. The defence is attacking. You know, the <laughs> mate. After the comp. After the Commonwealth Games, you turned pro. Did you ever consider staying on as an amateur and competing at the 88 Seoul Olympics, or you thought, bugger it, I'm just going pro? Well, like I said. just explained. You I, just did, yeah. I couldn't get going. Yeah. Three rounds wasn't enough, Paul. Yeah. So you, so you turned pro in November 1986, you turned pro with Johnny Lewis as your trainer. What what was it like training at the new, new down PCYC, mate? What was it like? Just hot. Hot, yeah. <laughs> I know it was hot because I was there quite a bit in and out. Uh, that's it, yeah. And yeah, you were, and you never said hello, Jeff. You were you're in the corner uh, hitting the bag. You had your head down, I ass up. The door, I'd say. You die. Oh, <laughs> God, I heard you say that a few times. I didn't really know you, Jeff. Um, or I didn't uh, really know. You. I went to say hi to you once, and I think you you just give me that death stare as if to say go uh, away. There you go. Mate, Tommy Roberts was your first pro fight in 1986 at Marrick Villaracel. I know Tommy well. What What do you remember of that fight all them years ago? 1986, golly. Yeah. Well, um, oh, mate, he threw his best. Yeah. And I just broke his spirit. Yeah, sure did. Yeah, well, I had a... Front runners, man. Yeah. I've, you know, that's just... Most, most of them have, when they fought me, they... They were front runners. If they could do too often, yeah. they look look good confidently within themselves. They were, you know, they were snags. Well, but they should jump on them early. Well, what you're talking about there? Your second pro fight against Emmanuel Lottie. Now, Emmanuel Lottie had had 32 oh, fights, right? Still he, got, he had 32 <laughs> fights. Now, he 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 you with right hand after right hand, and you cracked him with a left hook. You punished his body, and he just stayed on. his still after the fourth round. He did, mate. mate. He said, I can, I've hit this plate with everything. I'm staying yeah. on me still. I've he had enough. Himself. That's it. Thank God for that. Mate, and also, Tom the Bomb Collins, he said, I've knocked out... He, Tom, this is what Tom the Bomb Collins said. He said, I've knocked guys out cold with lesser punches. I'm not getting... I'm not going back out either. Uh, God. You're a mate. Mate, he hit me with the right hand. The earth, the earth did a complete circle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy yeah. moly. That, that was, they said, he's the hardest one to hit you. It was him for sure. You, you scored Not knockouts. Long. You scored knockouts early in your pro career, showing everybody why you were named the hitman. In your first twelve fights, only Apollo Sweep manages to go the distance with you. You won he the was Aussie light. He was too, and you won the light heavy, Aussie light heavy, New South Wales cruiser, and APBF light heavyweight titles. What's yeah, your memory of some man, of those? Yeah. What's your memory of some of those fights? God, you were knocking them out. Yeah, 
Doug, Doug Sam was a good fighter. Yeah. Same thing now. I stuck it up him early and he, yeah. you know, I, I took his spirit away. Razor Race Course, 1980, yeah. 1988, OPBF Light oh. Heavyweight title. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so uh, he was very, very well schooled. He fought for the world title. Yeah. But, uh, what well, about... I don't say too much, but they wouldn't train. The brothers, they're too lazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, well, that was then, but yeah, that was Doug's biggest problem. He, he would, he would, you know, do the hard yards. Yeah. Mate, he's a great fighter because yeah. look at his record. Oh, she's yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mate, moving along in your 10th pro fight, you fought a dangerous American southpaw, Don Lee, in what can only be described as an absolute war. Nah. You, you were hurt in that fight, but you showed your oh. trademark durability to come back and you stopped him in the eighth. Yeah. Wow, what a fight that was. I remember, I remember Macy's. Yeah. You love southpaws, didn't you? Oh, well, I've got a good left hook. You, you sure so have. Well, I've had a couple of guys on here in the past. Grant Barker said he, he, you had a lethal left hook, a left jab. Now, Jeff, I never told you this. I first laid eyes on you in the 1985 uh, Helensburg State titles. You were knocking everybody up with just your left. That's my, that's my first memory of Jeff Harding. I was Helensburg. Just, I was just that's a young Jeff kid. Coast? Yeah, mate, yep. That was my first okay. fight ever at the... Com- at the oh, God. Calm down, Paulie, at the state yeah, titles. Yeah, used to train with, uh, what was his name, the old fella? Oh, Freddie, Freddie Braddy. You remember Freddie? Freddie? Yeah. Is Freddie still around? No, nah, mate, he passed away in A3. Oh, God rest his soul. Yeah, he wasn't... He was a good fella, him. He sure was. <laughs> See, the problem is with boxing, they, they come and they go and they don't come back. Yeah. It just gets, uh, you know, filled up with people that you don't want in the industry. Yeah. We'll move Unfortunately, the, what's ma- the old saying? Boxing is the only sport where the lions are afraid of the rats, end quote. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, uh, in 1989, you're going to love this one. Do you remember working as a common hater, commentator, Spike versus Ch- Cheney again, Olympic? This t- this time it was at Homebush. Here's a trivia question for you. On the undercard, Spike's Olympic Revenge, the Australian amateur team versus New Zealand. Can you name the only Australian boxer who lost that night? Yeah, you. <laughs> Oh, geez, you got a good memory. Mate, they all won except... Oh, sharp as a tack. You are. <laughs> anyway, moving right along. in sharp non- as a tack. <laughs> I thought you got robbed. Don't we all? First thing <laughs> I said. <laughs> Mate, I got decked in the first round. It went live on TV and I went back to my corner and my trainer was laughing. He said, I've served yourself right. You walked into that one. No sympathy. I fold Freddie. Okay, in 1989, you received a call up to fight Dennis Andres as... Now, this is as a replacement, Jeff. When Danny Lalonde retired, you only Donnie had... Donny Lalonde. Donny Lalonde. Danny, where do I get Danny? Mate, I'm nervous interviewing you today, Jeff. What? Yeah, tell me to calm yeah. down. Close the door! Tell me to calm down, mate. <laughs> Close the door! <laughs> Close the door! Mate, how many... Two weeks' notice? Two weeks' notice you got for that? That fight? That's right, yeah, I have. Yeah. My, you know, I shouldn't have fought. But my book is going to explain lots of things about my career. You are going to you write know, a book? That was my last question. Where is, the blo- where is the bloody thing? Well, it hasn't been published yet. Okay. Do That's you want, all. Do you want me to publish it for you? Oh, if you got the... If you got the, uh, the no, nah, listen, I'm not even going to get into the bullshit talk. And I'm, yeah. It's been done by the good squad, buddy. That's good. Good to hear. Now, uh, watch... Yeah, yeah, you know, like, things have changed. Yeah, what's your recollect? What's your recollections of the first Andre's fight? 
going into well, that we, last we, round. We went over there when I got to Atlantic City. Just, mate, I was there to stand up, fall over. Yeah. More or less. Yeah, but you didn't, did you? No, I wasn't supposed to win. No one told me that. Yeah. Well, they, got, they got that wrong. I'm going to say this on live radio. When you, when you, you know, it's, it's not bad. I'm sure no. the, the people listening can comprehend the boxes anyway. But when they, when they glove you up for a world title, all television, yep, they do it in the room. Yeah. So it's time, time, time to come in. Yeah, five minutes, all this crap. Well, I'm sitting there. Lewis looks at me. Obviously, being the trainer, they know. So, what's up? Because of nervous anxiety. What's the first thing you usually want to do? You want to go and urinate. Mm-hmm. I said, I've got to piss. Yep. He went, well, come on then. So up we get. We had to go somewhere out of the way to go to the toilet. You'd think they'd have one in the dressing room, wouldn't you? Mm. Anyway, so so they've all come back to wish me good luck, haven't they? Yeah. No hit man. Yeah. Ah, so what's their thought? Obviously, yeah. he couldn't go on with it. See? Yeah. My own people. My own blood, mate. The Aussies. The ones that I had with me, they didn't even give me hope. They went for themselves. Anyway, so Lewis had to hold me ears rock, so I was doing a uh, number three. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's going, now listen here, mate. Whatever happens here tonight, you know, I love you, son. I went, what? That's the last thing I wanted to hear. I was, <laughs> this is like going to kill me at the front. I went, oh, no. Well, mate, you... Know, so, we'll... so I comes outside, and there's Morty standing there. Yeah. Like... Looking at me, like, oh, that's all he's doing, just having a pee. Like, he's, his body language, give him up. Us fighters, we sort of got a little, you know, we can sort of read, can't read what you're thinking, but your body language gives you up, doesn't it? Yeah, Usually. yeah. Anyway, so, I walked past him. He, 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 he just gone, oh, that's all he's doing, is having a pee. They thought I've turned it up. Yeah. Oh, for you. me, on the mutt. Anyway, so, I walked past him. Good luck, champ. I went, get effed, and just kept going. If you see the viewers see the... Well, the listeners see that fight. You see me going out in the ring, way in front of the others, because I just had the shits. Because I thought, if well, I'm getting in the ring, I'm going to be killed. That's that's yeah. what I thought, man. Yeah. I said, well, he ain't going to go. He's not taking me out easy. So I got in there. I just, oh, can you imagine what was going through my mind, mm, mate? Wow. You know what I mean? Anyway, I'd got on my side and. You know, the rest is history. It sure is, mate. You you are an inspiration to every fighter back in that time. I know I looked up to you. I'd only had about three amateurs, but I talk about me and every other every other amateur and pro fighter back in that day and everyone else involved in boxing. You inspired us all, mate, after that. Talk about the Aussie guts coming from behind. That was voted, what was it voted? The most spectacular most fight. Most dramatic fight of the year. Spectacular, dramatic fight of the year by the WBC. That's the, right. And that was the first one. We got to we to go on and talk about the second one yet. But before oh, that, yeah. Before that, though, your first defence was with Tom the Bomb Collins. Now I talked about yeah. that one before. Yeah, yeah. Just hit me with the right hand. Yeah, boom. But anyway, he shit himself, like you said. Yeah. He hit people less with less power, and they were laying in front of him. Yeah. And he loaded up on that one. I run straight onto it. Mm. You know, and um, he wouldn't come out. Thank God for that. Yeah. Yeah, thank God for that. Mate, after the Tom Collins fight, you fired Johnny Lewis as your chief trainer and installed uh, Manny Hinton. What a great guy Manny was. God rest his soul as your trainer. Yeah, God rest his, his dry man and soul, yep. Why, what, did you, what did you fire Johnny? 
read the book. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll read the book. Yeah, yeah. Okay, moving along. After defending your world title against Nesta Giovanni, you had that rematch with Dennis Andre. Since that rematch was happening in Australia and Andre's was a year older, you started the fight as a huge, huge favourite. But Andre stopped you in the seventh round. Looking back, yeah. what, what went wrong, mate? I, I've heard... Mark, change the, change the plan. You never change the winning formula. And, and, you know, like like I said, read the book, but I just... The best part, I got rid of that Newtown PCYC banner. Nothing I... to do with the with the, the actual place. Just the administration within what was handling me. That okay. was a clean skin, clean skin now because it was just evident to say, Paul... Oh, well, Andre's took him light. It was only a substitute. I knew, mate. I knew what happened. But didn't you, you know, like, mate, I'm you not were... churchy, but that was God's dealings, man. You, um, did, you know, also on that, also on the day of that second, the Wayans were on the day, didn't you? I heard you a lot. You had to lose about three or four kilo in the sauna on the day of the fight, mate. Yeah, that wouldn't have bloody helped. That would have helped. That was true. That's true. You lost three or four yeah, in the sauna. Six pound the day before. Your legs went. No, the day of the fight, Jeffrey. Remember, the Wayans were on the day, mate. You sure it wasn't the in day the of the morning, fight? Yeah. Ah, in yeah. the morning, well, yeah. on the day, mate. You, your legs went on you in the seventh, and that I know. I, I right. put I put that down the bloody vein in the sauna, buddy. If you ask me, that was the, no, no. To, to be honest, I did it the night before. I couldn't have any dinner. Yeah. I got up. Oh, I was God. still. I was just probably. I was under, but yeah. I didn't eat. See, when when you know a Formula One car's got to be serviced properly, da da da, machine. You have dinner. You have your, you know, there was no nutritional program. Yeah. Um, there was just a seafood diet. Seafood yeah. needed. <laughs> you know, no knowledge about what to do. And they never come from where I was doing. Yeah. I was paying my money for, you know. Anyway, I don't want to go into it because nah, then I'll, read the book. Uh, I'll shelf the rot. <laughs> yeah, you will. You've got to sell your book, Jeff. Come on. Mate, in 1991... Well, they always say the best will last. You did, you, well, you bloody did, Jeff Harding. You took the words out of my mouth. Hey, in 1991, you had your third fight with Dennis Andres, this time in his backyard in England. Yeah. This time you were victorious, winning a majority decision. What did you What did you do differently in your prep for this fight compared to the fight in Melbourne? Well, you were just you were pretty much saying that. What else was different about that? Just... The nutritional program, yeah, four hundreds. Yeah, yeah, I did my best. My best Ma was in France, ten, um, twelve in a row. Made a break, but let's sixty-four second average. Let's go back to the third Andre's fight. Now that fight, now that fight got voted voted British fight of the year. That's that, right. That's best overseas boxer by Her Majesty's backyard. Yeah. Who we pay tax for. No one even knew that. <laughs> Come on, man, oh. come on. We pay for a queen. What's she do for us? Come on, Paul. What's she done for you? Nothing, mate. Oh, that's crap. She waves, mate. Come on, come on. Oh, you're don't funny, Jeff. Like that to Her Majesty. Mate, I'm going to keep going with these boxing questions here. Mate, I'm not saying nervous <laughs> anymore talking to you. Okay. Shut okay. the door. Close give me the door. Yeah, close that door. God. In your next fight, you stop Christophe Tissot. you got to say that last. Tiazo. in the eighth round in France. Tiazo was a huge star in France. Yeah. What were your memories of that fight? Now, you went all the way over there, and then you well, had Well, they came out here, see, they did a, pulled a the documentary fight. on me. Wow. First, first. Yeah. And I was 97 kilo. Well, I'd heavyweight 79 kilo. Yeah. I was, you know, I, I went down to Cronulla. We used to do the running down there, sometimes there, sometimes yeah. Bondi. 
this time I went to Cronulla, took me me mail down there, not real good surf over go. So you could surf, mate. Put, you could surf. So I had a go. Yeah. Anyway, so the thing is, um, I put me wetsuit on. It took me half an hour to do that. Yeah. Like, hey, how does a Michelin man get a wetsuit on? <laughs> two sizes too small. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the French were looking at me. You could tell the way they were looking at us, so I just lick at their chops. Yeah. Anyway, so they went back and they took... Because we are just going through the motions. Yeah. And uh, just... Anyway, we got got off the plane. That's when the, there was trouble in the Middle East. Really? We had to go the long way. Yeah. Jeez. And it took us two days to get there. Yeah. To France. And you went, yeah, mate, oh, I heard you went on a Dude, bus, you got on another plane, you got on a train, and then they pulled yeah. the fight on you. They pulled the fight, you had to do it yeah, all again. Yeah, I up the, uh, the heavyweight Marseille champ, the Marseille heavyweight champ. Was that, was that in Philadelphia? No, no, that was in, that was in uh, Marseille. Okay, because in... Yeah, sparring, I, I, went, I went in there, and they, they put me in with him. Yeah. And Manny's... Keep your hands up, you know what to do, all this. And I went, he's trying to take my head off. And then yeah. he's gone, you know what to do. And he turned his hat around, like yeah. buddy on the uh, <laughs> Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yeah. So I went to town, I go, give it to this lake, give it to the heavyweight, give it to him. When he went to jump, the, the ring was um a bit raised above the ground, see? Yeah. Probably oh, as big as your knees. Yeah, yeah. So he went to step out and I pushed him out with my foot. Bang, down yeah. he went on that. Anyway, I'd give it to him. <laughs> I said I didn't know much French, a couple of swear words, but nothing, you know. Yeah. Anyway, and, uh, I was going, wow, they're blowing up. Man, he's just, he just with no expression on his face and just going, what are they going on about? They expect us to come here and get bashed up by some flip, get nicked. Anyway, so the next day they pulled the fight. Tiozo's yeah. got something wrong with him. God. So they sent us all the way home, oh, you know. Anyway, so but cut a long story short, McCallum who I softened up for his brother. Yeah. Fat Bruce beat McCallum after mm-hmm. I beat him, after I fought him, sorry. Mate, the fight between him and I would have been, oh, yeah. the money. You couldn't, you could, you'd have to, mountain climber wouldn't get over the amount of money yeah. I would have got for that fight. Yeah. I couldn't go back to France, Paul. Yeah. I owe the French government something like 800000 American yeah. dollars. God, that was your last pro fight, wasn't it, Jeff? Well, who got that? Yeah. The government. Anyway, I sort of dropped the bomb there, but yeah. it's all in the book. Yeah, God, I can't read the. I can't wait to read this book. Close uh, the door first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, where was it now? Um, where was it in Philadelphia? I think it was for in Atlantic City when you fought Nesta Giovanni. You bashed all four sparring no, in partners. Atlantic City, yeah. Mate, you bashed all four sparring partners. Tell us a story there. No, uh, four of them lined up for you, mate, and they thought, "Well, look, who's this white guy?" Right? And they were sorry the four of them ever jumped in with you because when you went back, they didn't want to spare you, but they wanted money this time. Tell us about that, Jeff. Yeah. Well, Saad, uh, he, 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 Saad Muhammad, God rest his soul, he, he, yeah. um, he was one of them. He stuck there. Yeah. He ended up coming out here for a while. Yeah. But, you know, he's, he's bubble had burst, poor old Saad, mate. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, so he, he, you know, he was very durable and made one of the greatest light heavyweights of all time yeah. in, you know, back in the 79s when there was only mm. one world title. Mm. Man, yeah. what a fighter. But oh, wow. wars, every fight he had was a war. 
Mate, back that back to that Christoph Tisiaza fight. That was um, that got voted European fight of the year. Am I correct oh, in I saying that? that? Yeah, no, it no. did. Yeah, no, I've done my research there. You're unbelievable. Fourteen million people in Europe alone watched that fight. Seventy-five million. Sorry, please. mate. Sorry, you corrected me. He oh. won a silver. Now he won a silver at the Olympics. What's okay, Jeff? What Olympics did he win? What Olympics did he win the silver in? Eighty-four. Where, where, oh, okay, right. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Oh, God, you got it. Who said you were punchy? Who said was I was punchy? Bronze. I can remember what happened 10 yeah. years ago. Ask him what happened yesterday. Yeah. Forget <laughs> it. Yeah, right. He, he was the uh, WBO super middleweight champion, and he went up to fight you. That's right. And you got free, You got there three weeks. That's when you got there three weeks beforehand, and, yeah, you got the run around. Yeah. And yeah, you do yeah. it all again. Mate, in France, you were, were recognised as well, weren't you? Everywhere you went. Yeah, so Tony, um, uh, Anthony's dad, he's, uh, mate, he's, he's a hero over there. Yeah. Very, very highly respected Tony over in France. Yeah. He had a lot of fights there. Yeah, right. So, so it was quite, uh, it was actually good because, you know, they, they respected us, I think. And yeah. we, the people that, um, we, we had taken us around and that, they were good people. Yeah. We soon worked it out pretty quickly what the, uh, the French were like, but, um, you know, we got the good ones looking after us. No, oh, that's good. So uh, after t- the Tioza fight, you went on the fight, David uh, David Vetter? Yeah, for the second time. For it was the... all, things were just not right. Yeah, it as was... far as, you know, administration, what was going on there, there was shifty business. You won, it all, it you won that one? Yeah, you won yeah, that one. points. And yeah. then they froze me out, man, because they knew I knew too much. They got rid of me. 19 months without a fight as WBC light heavyweight champion. I went over to fight that Randall Yonker, who was tailor-made. He gets yeah. to the weigh-in, right? It, it sort of, you could hear a... It was like one of those cars with that doof-doof bloody music going past in the traffic, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> and we go, what, what, what's, what's that noise? Anyway, it was this, flip, this Yonker. He had a headphone set on, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just all fear. Yeah. Our best form of defensive attack. So he's up blaring like everyone, and you could hardly hear anyone talking because this dickhead had this thing blaring out of his ears. Yeah. And that was just fear, mate. He just couldn't. I went, look at this bloke. Yeah. Anyway, so I got cut in training, didn't I? Yeah. Anyway, and um, things didn't go the way. Because at the end of the day, it's all about money. Yeah. Money brings greed, mm-hmm. and greed brings out the person. Mm-hmm. And you know, unfortunate, but that's true. And mm-hmm. just read the book. Read the book, mate. Um, just, uh, talking about my left hook. <laughs> you're you're trying to rhyme that. I like that. Now there you go. After the McCallum fight, did you ever ever consider fighting again? Ever? Nah. Good on you. Nah. Good. You're nah. happy. I would have been. You only lost two. I wasn't two. happy. I was pissed yeah. off. Yeah. You know, and now I know why. Because all you know, I got myself sobriety, which that's that's my winning formula now. Yeah. Good on you, oh, mate. Oh, yeah. The bright lights swallowed me, country boy, come to the city. Next thing you know, I'm WBC light heavyweight champion of the world, but it wasn't supposed to be. The worst thing for me, I brought back the world title. Yeah. You know, that wasn't mm. in the script, Paul. Yeah. You know? And then I got a bloke, won't mention no names, making a comeback. You know, on the day I win the fight, he gets the front page, I get the back. My family fought for his family to give a, live a good life in this country. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Come on, man. Okay, look. That's what I had to put up with from the start, brother. Mate, I want to know, who was your toughest opponent in the amateurs? The piss. Yeah, okay. As a pro? The piss. 
Yeah. Okay. The alcohol, it, it, mate, that would have got me in the end, mate. I'd, seriously, the toughest, the toughest would have been Scarrow. You know, just yeah. I was sort of trying to make a yeah. uh, little bit of a joke, but I could feel your tension there. Just answer the questions and shut no, the door. No, you're right, mate. I've, yeah. t- I've, mate, I've, um, I've uh, dedicated this show to Jeff Hitman Hardy, mate. We got twelve yeah. minutes. We, I, could, I can go to ten thirty if I like. Oh, no, well, well, but yeah, Damien Scarrow because he was the world champion. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that was a big win. Wow. They thought I was a ring-in, Paul. Well, they did a yeah. couple of times, didn't they, Andre? I went up training with um, with Jeff Fennick. He fought, he fought, a, uh, fought a bloke by the name of John Farrell. Mm-hmm. They were 15 rounds then. Mm-hmm. I remember that. for that fight. Mm-hmm. And that's who that, I was box, boxing him in your lottie yeah. as an amateur, right? And I was bashing him in the gym, Paul. Bashing yeah. him. But only three rounds. Yeah. Cause, you know, when I look back, I, I kept saying to Lewis, I'll do another couple. He said, no, 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 that's all we've got to do. Listen, you just go and do what you're told. I'm thinking, oh, you give me that. Why doesn't he give me more rounds? Now, when I look back, what for? Why yeah. give me four or five? Yeah. Because that's when he would have come good. Yeah. And I was only there to get uh, what I what I wanted and needed, which yeah. I got both. Yeah, right. And yeah. And then I ended up fighting him anyway. Yeah. And I just, poof, I headbutted his right hand. <laughs> <laughs> that mate, what a what an inch about. Yeah, but honestly, oh, sorry to cut you off. Um, nah, keep uh, talking, Jeff. Jeff, Jeff stopped Farrell in the fourteenth round. Yeah, by memory. Yeah, he did. You, yeah. We got yeah. good memories. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, so now, that was correct. I wasn't sure about that. Now I'm sure you. Yeah, mate, so I'm... that was the next day mm-hmm. when the Yugoslavian team came out. Okay. Well, when we fought at Hainbush, on the, it was on a Saturday. Uh, I think that okay. fight was a Friday. Yeah, right. Okay. Oh, well, that's what you get for hitting you downstairs, mate. Now, yeah, so that was that was my big, biggest amateur. Yeah. Artist and uh, the pros, well. Oh, they're all tough. Tech, tech yeah, I know. They're, they're all, all tough. tough. What, but, oh, I, yeah, hardest I've ever hit Tom Collins for yeah. sure. Well, he's, um, he stayed on his still because he couldn't yeah. put you down. Well, yeah. But, you know, but even though he'd, he'd been past his tether, Mike McCallum was a great fighter. Yeah. You know, he, well, he not, was he was still... I thought he was good right up until the end. Yeah, of course. You know, they gave him yeah. the, for, for his superannuation. <laughs> had to freeze me out to get me, though. <laughs> I don't know if you get... 19 months without a fight as world champ. How's that right? Oh. Mate, I don't know if you get on yeah. Facebook on Facebook, but you should see the comments, mate. You're, you're an inspiration, Jeff Harding. That's all I can say, mate. I'm just Jeff. Yeah. These days, the inner west pest and one of the best, <laughs> mate. Soon I, to be better than all the rest. <laughs> I love it. Now, V Day Gordioso says, um, oh, he's a good fella. Yeah, he says that. He said, "Tell Jeff, don't forget all his sparring partners he belted." That's what my old mate Vito said. He was a durable bloke. He sure was, wasn't he? Vito, yeah. Now back yeah. to this back to this book. How far away from me? Uh, how far away are we from seeing this book? It's been written. I've got to read it. Yeah. I've got to get it published. So yeah, it's been been uh, written by a uh, former television host of Countrywide, mm-hmm. ABC bloke Michael Broadhurst. Yeah, and um, he so this has come through my family sort of ties. Yeah, my. Uh, my father, God rest his souls, sisters, husbunds, brothers, son. Yeah. Oh, okay. got that one. You got yeah. that out. Bobby. So, yeah. and his cousin Dave, yeah. who um, who knows the Broadhurst, his wife. Yeah. Um, oh, memory block. Uh, 
Rachel, that's right, Rachel knows the Broadhurst and then just come up when I went up to um, to their place for Christmas and my little boy, uh, boy with little, he's that grow up yeah. quick, the kids, he's 14 now. Yeah. Well, Jeez. Liam, holy moly. Anyway, yeah, when we went up there for Christmas, he said, you ever thought of a book? I went, yeah, well, yes and no. He said, oh, and that's how it got talked about and next thing you know, because I, I had a beer with, with Mark his son, Mark Broadhurst, who works in uh, AAP or something, yeah. with the pavement now, Mark's moved to Queensland. Anyway, him and I got on the drink years ago, and all I thought of, was I, I have left a bit of a, uh, a wake when I've been on the drink, not fighting or nothing, just, uh, who is that prick type thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Alcohol does that, Paul. <laughs> oh, we're not all bloody uh, angels, mate. After a few, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always said, I've always said, a, I've always said, a beer never hurt anybody. It just depends how many you drink. That's all. Of course, <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. So Mark and I had a beer at uh, the Piedmont um, pub, Quarrens or yeah. whatever. He was going. There was a fight on, or something, or something or rather. Anyway, he stayed back. He rang work and said, "No, no, I had the afternoon with you. I rang work and said, no, 'No, I'm going to stay with me.' So Jeff Harding and Oh, yeah, well, oh, that's okay. So he took the day off and we got on the drinks in the afternoon. I said, oh, it'll be over. So he said, I had the best day. Yeah. Funny. You know, I thought, oh, how good was that? So, yeah, that was good. So that's what the book's all about. Made in the book. Tell me how many <clears throat> Tell me how many times that sentence there. Close a bloody door. You say that in know. the book. I don't know. <laughs> hey, I've, got a, I've got another one for you, and this is classic vintage Jeff Harding. You're coming back from uh, one of your teammates gave me this last night. You're, you're flying back into Sydney from the President's Cup in Jakarta with the Aussie amateur team. They're all wearing their Australian track suits except Jeffrey Harding, who was wearing a sarong and a singlet. And guess who got taken away by customs for a search and come back with a few less items? Jeff Harding. I don't even know. No, I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know. President's Cup in Jakarta. I, I, I that, was the, that was the first trip, trip out of, yeah. out of uh, Australia. You're pretty... You got to the airport. I want to go home. Yeah, oh, really. We're so lucky here, Paul, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, we are. So we, lucky, we, we, so we lucky. are, mate. You said it. What's, uh, it would have been would have been great going away. I hear you, you kept pretty <laughs> much of yourself away on tour when you went away with the amateur team. Yeah, as much as I could. Yeah. yeah, I am a real uh, uh, what do you call it? Memory block. I'm, I'm in the public here. Yeah, We're even through people. Why are you talking? Who's mate. that bloke with the flat nose? You know, <laughs> 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 where, mate, where are you living again these days? Not by choice. No, I live in Marrickville. Marrickville. That's what's up with Marrickville. I live in the Bankstown area. Didn't say anything was wrong with Marrickville. I just yeah. said not by choice. Yeah, okay, oh, okay. Well, right if I had a choice, I wouldn't be living in Marrickville. <laughs> okay. Well, Jeffrey Harding, it's been a good interview, mate. Want to say any cheerios to anybody before we go? Uh, Phil, Phil Dixon. Yep. Give yourself a dozen uppercuts, brother. No, he's an amazing sorry good dad, isn't he? Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, before we go, Jeff, all I can say is, mate, and I'll say it again, you're a bloody inspiration, mate. You, you, you got a heart bigger than Farlop, if you ask me, but, mate. No way, mate. My mum has. Has she? Oh, that's where you get it from, your mum. I told, I told, I told yeah. mum. Yeah. You know, they're going to take it. Mum's had three or four bypasses. Has she? And then I said, they'll take your heart, mum, and they're going to put it in a in like a big fish tank, and they're going to put it on display in the public. Well, they will <laughs> not, Jeff. I said, yeah, crap, they will, Mum. They will, I tell you. 
Yeah. So people are listening, I'll go say, yeah, it's pretty all right. And I'll put my first set of gloves that I've still got. Yeah. 31 year old. Yeah. 32 years this year. Still Maybe 31 em. years this year. Yeah. Still got them. God. Un- That'd be worth a bit. Yeah, they sure would. Well, look, mate, that'll do us, eh? We'll cut it there, Not Jeff. money it's going into a museum, that. Yeah, yeah, got it. for sure. Yeah, it's got it. Well, Jeff, enjoy, anyway. the, enjoy the rest of the weekend, mate, and I'll thank you again for coming on the show, mate. Yeah, hope to do it again, Paul. Yeah. Thanks to all the listeners, and keep following the boxing industry and hope the uh, covert hasn't thrown too many spanners in people's wheels out there. Good on you. It has in mine and everyone else's, I suppose. Good on you, Good on you Jeff, and well said, mate. All right, buddy. Thanks. Have a great day, guys. God bless. God bless you, Jeff Harding. Talk soon, mate. And that was Jeff Harding. What a fighter. What a character. What a great fighter he was. We will go to a break, and we might play a little interview from Las Vegas. I hope you enjoyed that interview, guys. I, I certainly did. Let's go to a break, and we will be back very shortly. <laughs> 